Hello, and welcome back to Bestie Chats with Soph. I'm your host, Sophia Panella, and I'm so happy to have you here. This episode is sponsored by Legion Athletics. Legion is the number one best-selling brand of all natural sports supplements with over 400,000 customers served and 3 million bottles sold. But you guys know how I roll. I'll be honest in telling you that supplements are not going to be the end solution to reaching your goals. And let me make it clear that you do not need supplements in order to reach your goals. Supplements are to be used if there are spaces in your diet that need to be filled, or if you're deficient in any vitamins and minerals. That's where dietary supplements will help you out. Legion has been the only supplement company that doesn't leave me feeling like garbo, and that's because it's all natural supplements, and better yet, they're all backed by research and science. Like, it doesn't get better than that. My favorite products from Legion I use every day are their original grains, the peach ring pre-workout flavor, I'm not joking, you guys, it literally tastes like the peach rings candy, and both the grass-fed whey and vegan cinnamon cereal protein powder best protein powder of all time. Both, both of them. They're so good. You can go to www.legionathletics.com and take the quiz to see what supplements will best fit you towards reaching your goals. And don't forget to use code Sophia at checkout. Today, we're going to chat about what it's like to be your own boss, owning a business and being an entrepreneur, because that is what I am and what I do. And when people ask me what I do, I say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I own my own business. That's what I say. Um, Yes, obviously I am active on social media and do that whole jazz as a way to just share my life. First of all, love, love sharing my life with you guys on social media. Never thought it was going to turn into this, that's for sure. But essentially, um, it's become you know a form of marketing and advertising for my business. It wasn't the intention, but that's kind of what it turns into. And I get a lot of DMs from you guys saying that you want to start your own business, especially if you want to be an online coach of some sort, whether it's a personal trainer or maybe a life coach or a nutritionist or a fashion coach or whatever. I mean, the financial coach, whatever. It could be really anything. Um, But I get a lot of DMs from you guys asking like, for inspiration, how do you do it? How do you get online clients? Maybe you already have a business, an online business, and you're struggling a little bit. And I have a little bit of advice for you guys. Um, Now, I'm very young, okay? I'm only 24 years old. So is it your best idea to take advice from somebody who has only been doing this for a few years? I don't really know. I guess listen to the episode and you let me know how how it works. But I do want to talk about kind of like my side of things, the entrepreneur side of things, the pros, the cons, the highs, the lows, and also kind of how I got started with being an entrepreneur and doing this whole friggin' thing that they call life and doing what I do. I want to share that with you guys today. So, so let's get into it. So let me explain to you guys kind of how this all started for me, how I kind of fell into this career. So I was a senior in college and I ended up um, getting a coach, a fitness coach, personal trainer of my own. And 
I started to really take my health and fitness journey very seriously and kind of stepped it up a notch and realized very quickly into that, that I absolutely, absolutely fucking loved this environment. I worked in a gym for four years at that point when I was a senior in college, four or five years. I had been in a gym atmosphere. I worked front desk. I worked in the kids, you know, connection area. Um, I was basically kind of like an assistant general manager. I was doing a lot of stuff with, um, the gym that I was working in. And I just loved the gym atmosphere. I loved the health and fitness industry. I never, ever, ever thought that I wanted to be a personal trainer. It's funny, you guys, because I actually really wanted to um, like own a gym. I wanted to be on the business side of gyms and be like a general manager and really make my way up the corporate ladder with gyms because I just loved, I loved the operation side of things. I really did. Um, And that was honestly kind of like not really my plan. My senior year, I was really lost in the sauce. I had no idea what I wanted to do, but that was like kind of my plan, Loki. I was like, I really do like the operation side, the business side, being a boss. I loved it. And that was going to be like a potential opportunity for me. And at the time, I, um, you know, when I was in school majoring in journalism with a emphasis in public relations and advertising and a minor in business administration. So I knew for a fact that like being in the PR world or marketing or journalism world was not my passion. I knew that that was like never something that I really wanted to do, but I just kind of was like, that's kind of how it's going to end up. I'm just going to apply to some jobs in journalism, whether it's advertising, marketing, public relations, and that's what I'm going to do working for a PR firm or working for a company in the PR sector. That was kind of like my plan. because I was like, I thought that that's kind of how life works. You just graduate from college, you kind of go into the real world, you get a nine to five and you just do that. Um, But then, like I said, senior year, got a coach and I fell in love with my journey. And I was like, I want to be a personal trainer. Like, this is what I want to do. I grew up playing sports, playing lacrosse competitively. I was committed to play Division I lacrosse in college, decided last minute my senior year of high school to just go the normal college route. So glad that I did that. Very hard to break up with my sport. But at at my, like, core, I am an athlete. And also at my core, I am a coach. Like, I also grew up coaching lacrosse as well, helping out any way that I could. I just – I loved – coaching in general. And then when I had a coach, I realized I'm like, I really like this side of things and fell in love. And I realized very quickly that I'm like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I want to do with my life. I think I want to be a personal trainer. And at the time did not want to do it online. Didn't really know that that was a thing necessarily. I was like, I want to be a personal trainer. I'll do it in person. I want to run my own business. This is what I want to do. So at the time, one of my friends who I met um, at the gym, who is now my manager. His name is Mike. Big shout out to Mike. Big Mike is the shit. Okay. He'll maybe, you know what, you guys, he'll maybe make an appearance on my podcast at some point. He is an absolute wild card. He is, he is an entrepreneur at heart. He is a business guy. He's a sales guy. He is just so good at what he does, but we were like spitballing back and forth. And he was, um, he's best friends with my, personal trainer at the time. And 
we all kind of got together and I was like, dude, like I want to run my own business. Like I really want to make this like a serious thing. Like I am in love with this side of things. I love being coached and I want to coach myself. And so Mike and I started shooting the shit. I'm like, dude, like I want to fucking do this. Like let's run, let's run a business. And he's like, okay, like, you know, I can be your manager and we can do this. And I'm like, perfect. So that's kind of how it all started, you guys. And once I realized that, I was like, I am going to get my certification in personal training. So I signed up for NASM. And while I was a full-time student working almost full-time being a nanny, on top of that, I got my NASM CPT in six weeks. I studied my fucking ass off. Like I basically was at home studying like 24-7 on top of balancing school work. And then Nash was, you know, up here living in Reno and everything, balancing the whole life thing. And I was like, no, I'm doing this. Like, that's just who I am as a person. Like once I set my mind to something and I know that I want to do something, I get it done as efficiently and quickly as possible. Um, and that's what I did. So I got my CPT, my NASM CPT in six weeks. I highly recommend if you are to get your certification in personal training, you know, every certification I'm sure is wonderful. Um, but I will say like, if you're going to do it, do the best, um, and invest in yourself and that you'll find very quickly that you have to invest quite a bit of money, um, into in your business quite a bit, like a lot. And we'll get to that in a second. It's a very big financial commitment, um, to invest in yourself, but that's, that's what you got to do. You got to spend money to make money. And I knew that that was like a commitment that I wanted to make to myself. And I'm like, I'm going to invest. So that's my, my suggestion. I loved the NASM course. I thought it was really, really excellent. I thought the way that it was like all the information that was taught was amazing. I did the self-study, um, I bought the biggest package and I absolutely loved it. Luckily for me, I have always like studying has been something that I love to do. I love to study. I love nothing more than camping out at a library for like six to eight hours, bringing some snacks and stuff and just grinding on studying and notes and everything. Like I honestly loved doing that. No bullshit, you guys, I swear. And I'm very lucky that school was something that was not a struggle for me. I just lucked out with finding really good study tools and study habits for myself and finding that balance and studying the right things and studying for the exam, not necessarily trying to memorize absolutely everything, but studying properly for the exam um, is kind of how I went about things. And yeah, it was, it was great. It was a really great experience. And I highly recommend like if you are to get your CPT, I know it's a big investment. I know NASM is kind of like you know, the, the one you want to do, but it is very expensive. They're all expensive, but I a hundred percent think it's worth it. So anyways, anyways, got my NASM CPT in six weeks. And I was like, let's fucking do this, Mike. Like we're going to start this business. So then he's like, okay. So he luckily took care of so, and he still does so much of the back end stuff of all the legalities of running a business and opening up an LLC and paying for that. It's quite a big chunk of change. Like there's a lot of investments that you have to make into lawyers, into accountants, financial advisors, into managers, into, um, all the legal side of things. And yeah, that was like a huge jump that I made my senior year. And I am so, so lucky because I have had the support of my parents the entire process. And I know that not everybody 
has that experience where, you know, you're tell your parents like, oh, I'm going to be running my own, my own business at 22 years old and I'm going to be marketing myself through social media. Um, it's very scary, <laughs> especially like, I feel like it's a little bit more normal now, but definitely a few years ago, it was still pretty taboo. And I'm so lucky. Like my parents have been such a huge support system. They have encouraged me from day one and they continue to always, always, always tell me how proud they are of me, how hard I work, how deserving I am of, of all of this. And oh my God, why I'm like getting emotional just thinking about it, but shout out to my parents. Like they really have been like a driving force to me continuing to doing what I do and being like a huge inspiration for me. Um, and I would definitely not be, be here without their support. Cause I, I know that like, for me, my parents approval really is everything and making sure that they do support like my decisions, making sure that I am thinking clearly and level headed through this. Um, and yeah, so I'm lucky that I had their support and I basically sat them down and I was like, listen, mom and dad, Sue and Mark, love you guys, but I'm asking for your guys' blessing here. Like I, this is my plan of attack. I want to open up my own LLC and run my own business. I want to be a personal trainer and I plan on marketing myself through social media and I want to like post, keep posting on social media and maybe that's how I can get clients. And I really want to take a chance on this. And they're like, okay. And I made the decision, very, very scary decision to not work a traditional nine to five and not even do that on top of running a business. I fully put all of my eggs in one basket, which I, it's not like I don't suggest that, but it was a huge, huge fucking risk to take to not have that financial guarantee and support and stability and being like, I am going to be doing this like all myself. And like, hopefully this fucking works out. Cause I don't really have a backup plan right now. Um, but I think that's just who I am as a person. Like it's crazy working this, this job, like what I do being my own boss, like to my core, I know that this is what I was supposed to do. Like there was never a dream that I had when I was a kid. Well, when I was a kid, I did say I wanted to be an FBI agent. Um, but aside from that, I never had like a dream job. I was like, I know I want to be a mom for sure. I know I want to be a mother, bitch. I'm a mother, no drama. That's like what I wanted to be when I grew up. I was like, yeah, I definitely want to be a mom when I grow up. Like so excited for, for that day to come, but it's kind of obviously transformed into something very different now. But I think now that I'm in this, this, um, career, I'm like, I know for a fact, like, I don't know if it's the Aquarius in me, I'm at the Capricorn cutoff too. And I know a lot of business owners are Capricorns, but I'm like, maybe it's the Aquarius in me that like, is that boss bitch energy. Like, I just know that I was supposed to work for myself and, you know, run my own business and do this whole thing and whatever. So anyways, my senior year took that leap of faith um, and started to get things rolling. Now, at the time, I started posting on social media and I made like my fitness Instagram and like fitness TikTok in November of my senior year. So November of 2020 um, and... Or no, I made it. No, I made it like fall time of 2020. I started posting um, very casually. You guys, it was it was only because I was embarrassed to post on my original like normal personal account that I had had since I was like in fucking middle school. Um, I no longer use that. It's still activated, but um, I no longer use that account just because there's really no need to. Um, anyways, so I made the. 
fitness accounts and stuff in the fall only because I was embarrassed to post on my personal. I'm like, I don't want to have people see me work out. Like if they want to watch me, they can and follow me. But other than that, like I don't want to post on my personal. Like I'm so embarrassed of it. And it started out as fun. It started out as like, I have a personal trainer and this is really fun for me. I'm starting to get into, you know, the gym. I was like totally in my gym rat era and phase and I started to get into it and I fucking loved it. Like it was so, so much fun. Um, and then it turned into me falling in love with my journey, getting my CPT, realizing like, okay, I want to fucking do this. Like I really, really want to do this as a, as a career. Um, so that kind of transformed my senior year. Like I had literally no idea you guys what I wanted to do really with my life. Um, being on the operations general managing side of gyms was definitely a huge like consideration of mine. And other than that, I really had nothing. So this was kind of like it for me. I'm like, okay, everything happens for a reason. Like it all kind of started to fall into place for me and the universe started to just work her magic. Like she was just sprinkling her magic dust on me. And she's like, okay, one thing after another is clicking into place. And I was like, perfect. So, um, anyways, that was kind of like a recap of my senior year and like how I kind of fell into this. And I will say that like when I graduated my senior year, I had maybe, oh gosh, maybe like three or 4,000 followers on Instagram, maybe 10 to 12,000 on TikTok, which is obviously still a good following. Like you don't have to have a big following to run a successful business. And I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I did not have a big following and it wasn't like that was the reason that I decided to do this. It was more so like the intention of personal training in person. And maybe if I could get some clients to do online training, that could be really cool too, because that's starting to kind of like become a thing. Like there's a lot of fitness girlies who are, you know, those gym shark athletes and whatever, like some of them are coaches too, and they do it online. And so I started to kind of look into their content and I looked at their sales page and I looked at like what kind of applications they had. And like, I looked at other online coaches and like how they were marketing it and what they were doing. And I'm like, okay, wait, this is actually really cool. Like they obviously, and these were people who had big following. So I'm like, okay, taking inspiration from other people, like obviously not copying them, but taking inspiration. I'm like, okay, so this is how they do it. Like, this is what their sales page looks like. This is how their client check-ins are looking like when they're posting it on their story. This is what their application looks like. Okay. This makes sense to me. Like I could do this online. And I guess the way that they market themselves is through social media. And I did have one video. I'll never forget it. I had one video in December of 2020 that went viral. It was like my first ever video that went viral. It hit like a million and a half views. Um, and in a matter of like a day or two, and it was basically like this really popular sound that was going on at the time. And I just did it for fun. You guys, I barely had any followers on TikTok, and I was just like, whatever, like I'm using this popular sound. And I was posting all the time on TikTok, bunch of fitness stuff, just posting as much as I could, like getting really little to no views, but I was like, still getting some. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like these are my followers. Love this little corner of the internet we have going on over here. Um, and I posted a video that was like a before and after of like what I used to do to grow the booty and then versus like what I do now to grow the booty. And like the exercises before were like the bands and like the body weight squats and like whatever. And then the after was like me fucking deadlifting and hip thrusting, like hella heavy weight and RDLing. And I'm like, Oh hell yeah. Like this is, you know, I'm like, this is like gym rat girl. Love it. And it ended up like, you know, 
know, it ended up exploding. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like I got a very large amount of following in a matter of like, you know, a week or two because it, it catches on. And then, you know, the video eventually dies out and you don't get like that big surge of following, but I did. And I got quite a bit of followers to my Instagram, like a couple thousand followers to my Instagram. And I was like, holy shit, like, wait a minute. And then people were like DMing me and asking me and they're like, oh my God, like, do you have any workout plans? Like, do you have any programming? Do you have a gym guide? Do you like do coaching? Like all this stuff. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like I can work with people online. Like this is how I can do it. Like this is how I would essentially market myself is through social media and posting whatever. Um, and that's kind of how things, I guess, caught traction for me. And I will say that like, if you are a business owner, like social media is everything. If you do not have a social media account for your business or you, you know, you are your own business and you market yourself through being yourself, essentially kind of like how I do. Um, if you're not on social media, you're missing out. Like that's where the money's at. You're missing out on the money. You've got to be posting on social media. Um, and every business now has a social media. Like I even see like lawyers, uh, like a law firm who has like a really funny, like it's, it's funny, but they're like, when your Gen Z marketing intern, tells you to do a video. And it's like these lawyers who are like in their sixties and stuff and they're doing videos and it's really funny. And it's like, this is where social media is the new form of marketing. It used to be, you know, um, advertisements with billboards and commercials and newspaper articles and magazines and stuff like that. But now you guys, it is social media. Like the amount of people that you can reach around the fucking world with social media is absolutely insane. Like there is no reach like social media. And that is kind of, I guess what I realized. It's not like what I realized through my education. Cause with, I already explained this in an episode, but with my degree, like we studied, like we took tests, like our tests were on fucking marketing, like stuff back in the 1800s, like how it started out to where it's at now. And they, they didn't even cover in the textbooks, obviously like influencing and social media was barely just started to be like talk, it was just barely a conversation. Um, so again, it's not like I went to school to be taught how to do like influencer marketing. And I think that's really funny because a lot of people who I feel like who are influencers who said like, oh, my degree is in marketing. People are like, yeah, that makes sense. Like they know how to market themselves. And it's like, maybe, but honestly, you guys like not fucking really like there is no study guide or no course right now that you're taking on how to be an influencer 101. Like there is not, that is not what we're being taught in school with marketing and stuff and graphic design and advertising and, and stuff like that. It was a very different, at least for me with the education that I got, um, um, and for like my, with my emphasis in PR, like I was working with a client my senior year, like my whole entire, um, senior year and doing like a big project then, and working with like a real client doing public relations for that. And then like rebranding a company and stuff like that. Like that's what I did. Okay. So anyways, um, social media is definitely, it's definitely where it's at. So I realized I'm like, okay, this is kind of like what is going to happen. Like I'm going to continue to market myself on social media and post my life first of all, because I fucking loved it. And it, and I still do. And it started out as 
fun. It started out as just like a passion of mine. It started out as like, I'm too embarrassed to post on my personal account. So I'm going to make another account separate from my personal. So then those people can't see it and I can hide from them and, and whatever. And that was kind of how it started. And then it turned into something really, really different. And I still continue to post for fun on social media. Like I genuinely love sharing my life. I love airing out all my dirty laundry. Okay. You guys know a lot about me, a lot of intimate details about me and my life. And I love that. Like, I really do love sharing my life and, um, you know, opening up about certain topics and issues and struggles and whatever with you guys. It it feels like I'm connected with a lot of you. And I just, I love that. Um, and so, yeah, anyways, that's kind of how my senior year went and kind of how I fell into being, an entrepreneur. And I only at the start, you guys had one source of income and that was my coaching. I was not working with, I was working with maybe like one brand at the time, but I was not getting paid, um, by any means. Like it was just making commission. And since with my following, like my commission was maybe like 10 bucks a month, which is, Hey, a win is a win. Okay. A win is a win and money is money. So I was like living my best life. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Like I'm getting commission, even though it was like literally 10 to $20 a month. I'm not even kidding you. So my only source of income at the start was my coaching platform. So I was grinding my ass off to post as much as I possibly could on social media of quality content though, not just like random stuff, like really quality content and being intentional about what I'm posting. I will say that I don't, I did not care for like posting at a certain time or, oh, the algorithm or this, that, and the other, or like maybe being shadow. I was like, whatever, I'm just going to post when I want to post. And if it's going to catch traction, it's going to catch traction, you know? Um, And so that is, that was kind of like the start of things. And it was very, very scary. You guys, like I will say when you are starting out a business, you, there is a very, very, very high possibility due to all of the investments that you are making in again, lawyers, financial advisors, accountants, managers, um, like paying for your business and everything and all the investments that you have to make for the platforms that you choose to run your business on. Like everything really fucking adds up. It is a huge financial investment. And there is a very high possibility that you will be in a red zone. I do feel like every successful business owner is in a red zone for a period of time, basically meaning like maybe you, you're just not making profit. Maybe you're, maybe you're breaking even, but you might just be in a red zone where you are not making any profit and you're only really just investing right now. And you're just, trying to make ends meet. And that's kind of like how it really started out for me. So I was at the point where I was like, I am taking on absolutely every single client who is willing to work with me. Like I'm a new coach. I'm really young and whoever is willing to invest in me and believe in me, like I am willing to more than willing to invest in them and believe in them and coach them. And so I had a ton of clients at the time, like as many as I possibly could take. And it wasn't really a ton. Um, but I had like every single person who would say yes to me, I was like, you know, please work with me. Like, I promise you, like, we are going to grind this out. It's going to be an amazing experience, you know, really selling yourself and your business and your mantra and your beliefs and stuff. And that's kind of how it started out for me. And then as I started to continue to post on social media, um, things just kind of started to snowball from there and grow from there. Now I will say it started out as fitness content, but if you follow me now, you know that like, I really am just about everything and anything girly. And I talk about 
all different things. I mean, we're covering obviously birth control and hormones and cycles. We're covering relationships. We're covering spicy motherfucking books. We're covering like this stuff that we're talking about right now. And just different things. Like, I, I don't know, mental health and beauty and, and hair products. And I do love to talk about really quite literally everything. And my biggest piece of advice is fuck the niche. Um, if you are wanting to get started to, or wanting to get started with posting on social media, um, the niches are already covered. Like the foodie Instagrams and TikToks, there's already people with millions of followers who are verified, who you probably know of that are the foodie people that are the Amazon haul people that are, you know, maybe the personal trainers and online coaches and the niches are already covered. Like the organization TikToks, like those are already covered. Okay. The niches have been niching for a fucking minute right? So I think from my perspective, I think that social media is coming to a point where it's starting to shift a little bit. Um, it's starting to shift from the aesthetic girly to just the everyday average girly, right? And the person who is, you know, I guess you could say more relatable. Um, but when I say like, fuck the niche, I mean like literally just post about yourself, you guys. Post about yourself. If you are a nail girly and you do nails, post about that. But if you also love to go to the gym and work out, also post your fucking workout routine. But if you also like to, you know, wake up and film your morning because you've got a really morning, good morning routine, film that and fucking post it too. But also if you like to do your makeup on top of that, post the get ready with me with your makeup routine, like post everything that you love and just post yourself and like, random stories that you want to tell or advice that you want to give or questions that you want to ask, just post it. You guys, like you never, ever, ever, ever know what is going to catch traction. And I swear some videos that I post that I have, that I really do not like, it's not that I don't care for, but I'm just like, it was just a quick film. I was like, whatever I'm, I'm making a statement on social media or here's like a theory that I have. I'm going to post it on social media. What the fuck ever, like not really thinking anything of it. And then I wake up and I'm like, Oh shit. Like people are actually like, people are actually interested in this. Like this is a cool conversation and it's catching traction. And it's like, you just never know what video is going to catch traction. And obviously the more, you know, views that you get, the more followers you get, the more people that are looking at you at your business and using your links and et cetera, et cetera. So that is kind of how things snowball with social media. But like my biggest piece of advice is like, fuck the niche, you guys, like screw the niche, post what you want to post and be yourself, be you because at your core of your brand, again, it depends on like what entrepreneur you are. I guess I'm specifically talking about running your own coaching platform and running it through social media and being online. Cause obviously if you're an entrepreneur, you could run, you know, um, a clothing company or, a like pre-workout company or, you know, supplements or whatever. Like you could have actual, like the, there's different businesses. Okay. So I'm speaking in terms of like, just the questions that you guys have given me on, on running a, this kind of business, I guess that I specifically run anyways. Um, so that would be my biggest piece of advice for sure. Um, when it comes to that and that's kind of how it snowballed from here. But I will say that there are so many people that I know that do not have like a crazy big following who do run extremely successful businesses, you guys. Okay. Because it is not necessarily about the quantity. It is about the quality. And I cannot express that enough. Like, do not get caught up in the numbers. You cannot. 
Yes, of course, if you work hard on a video and you post it, like you want it to explode. I mean, every video that you post on the internet or every piece of content that you post on the internet, you hope it fucking lands on the for you page or the explore page, right? Like that's kind of, especially if you are wanting to become a content creator influencer or you are promoting your business, like that is the goal. Essentially, even if you're sharing a video where you're like, this is probably going nowhere, the intent, like everybody in the back of their head, like you're lying if you're if you're not telling yourself, like, I hope this doesn't like maybe catch a little bit of traction. Like that would be cool. Like, can I go viral? That would be really fun, right? Like that's the intention behind everything. But just continue to post. Like, do not get caught up in the freaking numbers, you guys. Cause I have to tell you from my experience, there are people that I follow, like my favorite, some of my, I would say, if I have like a top 10 favorites, at least six or seven of them do not have what you would consider big followings. They just have fucking quality content. And I'm like, I really appreciate what they say. And they're either really funny or they're really good at makeup or they just have like such a good personality. And I'm like, I love to follow you because of who you are. And if you were to come out with merch, I'm going to fucking buy it because I actually really love you. And that is where I feel like social media is starting to lean to. And it's a really like, if you're going to get in, get in right now. Um, because I feel like that's kind of where it's turning to, it's turning away from the aesthetic neutral girly to now just like your basic everyday average person. And I don't know if that's because I'm, I'm trying to talk about this in a perspective of, like being outside of it. Like if I'm out, pull myself outside of being on the influencing side of things and also the receiving side of things, like just looking at this from a marketing perspective and social media perspective, because you guys know I'm like really, really fascinated with social media. I find what is happening with our world extremely fascinating. And I just feel like I try to think intellectually about things. Again, it's the it's the Aquarius in me. Okay. I might be a little intellectual. I don't know. Maybe I'm toot my own horn here, but I I deeply think about oh every topic that comes across my mind. I I am deep in thought about it. It's not like I don't think about things surface levelly. And maybe that's like a pro and con of myself, but I really, really think deeply a lot about things. So, anyways, I just feel like that's kind of my perspective that I have. And I don't know if it's because people are becoming like the aesthetic, you know, neutral girly is maybe becoming too overdone or maybe it's becoming too, you know, people are just getting tired of it because they're like, I keep comparing myself to this person or, you know, this kind of content. I don't like it anymore because I feel this pressure that like I need to do that with my life and I don't have, if I don't have that, I don't have a good life. Or, you know, if people are like, okay, I like to see people who are more relatable because maybe these aesthetic people are not as relatable anymore. And it's like, I see all sides of things. I see all angles. I see all sides. I'm not saying it's good, bad or whatever. I'm just, again, I'm just analyzing the situation. Um, but yeah, biggest piece of advice there is fuck the niche. And also when it comes to being an entrepreneur and business owner, I do want to talk about the pros and cons. Let me take a sip of my water because I'm getting lightheaded. I'm getting cotton mouth. Hold please. Oh God. Nothing like a simple modern sleigh right there. I'm I'm actually I have my my black simple modern that has the bats on it. I'm so sad that they sold out so quickly. Um because they're just so fucking cute the fall cups that they came out with. Anyways, back to it. Um there's a lot of pros and cons with 
running your own business and being your own boss, there's a lot of risk and a lot of reward. And I want to let you guys know that anything that I talk about, it's again, it's just from an observational perspective. I never want you guys to like sit here and be like, oh, like she's uh, like doing poor me card. Cause like the cons are cons. There's pros and cons of every single job that you work. Okay. And anything that you do. So I would say, there, the major pro, like first off the bat, is that you get to create your own schedule. Um, and that's huge. Uh, you are in charge of your own schedule. If you have a hair and nail appointment, you can go to it at any time and you can schedule it at any time, like obviously around meetings that you have, um, around things that you have to be present for, for, you know, your job and, and your business. But outside of that, like you're, you have that freedom. And especially if you work online, you can work from absolutely fucking anywhere in the world at any time. And you don't have to call out for PTO or for sick days or, you know, only do your one or two week vacation or anything like that. Um, and that is an extreme, extreme, pro. It's a, it's a like truly really nice thing. I would say that's the biggest thing that is so enjoyable about running your own business is that you get to create your own schedule. You don't have to show up like, for example, you know, with a, with a nine to five, you have to show up at a certain time and be present at a certain time for a certain amount of time for a certain amount of days per week. And that is neither a pro nor a con. It really depends on what kind of person you are. I'm not saying that running your own business and creating your own schedule is better or worse. There are people out there who would fucking hate that. They would be like, I do not want to create my own schedule. That sounds like a absolute nightmare. Like running my own business. No, 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 no. Well, that does, that's not my cup of tea. Um, but there's also people out there who are, and they, and they love the nine to five. They love the stability of that. They love like, you're like, okay, you tell me what to do. I like answering to a boss. Like, I am here for certain hours. And when I leave work, I get to close my laptop and absolutely just be done with work. I don't have to think about it and I'm good to go. Obviously it depends on what career you're in. Right. Uh, but just speaking like generally here, that's a huge pro for a lot of people, but also it's a huge con. Like maybe some people do not like the, um, non flexible lifestyle with a nine to five corporate job. Maybe they want more flexibility and they don't like the fact that it's like, if I'm sick for two weeks, that chews up all of my PTO, all of my sick days, and even some vacation. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I can't help if I'm sick, right? Like there are pros and cons to both of those. And it really depends on what kind of person you are, whether you look at that as something that you love or something that like you just don't like, right? Like everyone is so so extremely different on that. So that is a huge pro is being able to create your own schedule and having that flexibility. It really is super awesome. Um, I would say the con of that when it comes to running your own business is that at least from my perspective, um, excuse me, um, at least from my perspective, I would say the con is for me, I have an extremely, extremely difficult time pulling away from my work. I find that my job is something that I, I feel like I have to do every single day. Again, not asking for pity here, you guys. And I'm not complaining. I am not complaining by any means. Like I, at the end of the day, fucking love what I do. And I feel so fortunate and lucky and blessed and for like fortunate as fuck to be able to do this. Um, but I find extreme difficulties, 
separating my personal life from my work life, I feel like it is one. I feel like I work every single day. I find it hard to pull back from that. Even if I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that I work 12 to 15 hours every single day, but I do work every single day. And it's hard for me to feel good about taking time off because when you have a brand that is yourself and you have a business and even with people like working under you or with you or for you or whatever, I feel like there is always more things that I can be doing for my business and I need to be doing better and I need to be doing more. And I can't just sit here because I'm so fortunate to be in the career that I'm in. I feel like I, there's no time for me to have downtime. Like I have to continue to do better and do more and continue to work. And that's the, the hustle culture that gets the best of me. I feel like I have to be doing the absolute most and I still am struggling with that. I'm not sure when that's something that I'll be able to find a balance with. I'm working on it. Not really kind of, but mentally maybe a little bit, but it is a huge struggle to have to pull away from that because no matter what business you own, when you own a business like that is a representation of who you are, your values and morals and beliefs and everything. That is who you are. Like my business is a part of me. It is a representation of who I am and what I represent as a young woman, as a human being. And yeah, I just feel like it it can definitely take over a lot of a lot of my mental and it's hard for me to to pull back from that and I feel like I am working you know I'm not working um 9 to 5 I'm working 24/7 like that's the saying that people say again I'm not actually working 24/7 but especially if you're posting your life on social media um yeah it can definitely be difficult it's it's something we ask for right like you know, we're posting our life on social media, so we're asking for it. But um, yeah, it could definitely be difficult to pull back from that. And when you own a business, you can definitely understand that you just feel like there's always something better. Like your business can can always be better and it can always, you can always be doing more for it. And you you can't really sit around and 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 enjoy time to yourself and take a break from it because it's like nope need to be doing more. Um, and I go through this like internal guilt because, for example, like my boyfriend Nash, he is a full time student right now getting his advanced DMT because he wants to be a firefighter paramedic. So when we move, he's going to be applying to fire departments, and then hopefully within you know the first couple years, um, being sent off to paramedic school and doing all of that. So he's a full time student, but he also works full time in an emergency room as an ER tech, and he works alongside nurses and doctors. Shout out to all my nurse girlies. Shout out to all my shift workers. You guys know you guys always know I'm going to shout out my motherfucking first responders and all of my shift workers out there because not that I understand from a personal experience of going through it myself, but I can deeply understand what it's like for somebody to go through that um, as somebody who's dating, somebody who is, you know, working in emergency medicine in the healthcare first responding field. And it's like this internal guilt I go through. Cause I'm like, here's my boyfriend working at a hospital for 12 plus hours. Um, and the shit that you guys see and go through and the mental, emotional and physical demands that this job requires from you guys. Again, it's an extremely rewarding career, extremely rewarding. Like I'm not shitting on it. It is absolutely fucking phenomenal and it's so rewarding, but it is really, really draining and really, um, emotional and mental and physical on you guys. And he comes home from work and I'm like, my God, like here I am fortunate enough to run my own business. And yes, I do work hard, very hard to make sure that I'm running a successful business. But I'm like, oh my God, like 
I feel like I have to be doing more. I have to be doing more. I'm like, there's people out there who are working extremely laborious jobs. I'm like, I have to be doing more and doing better so I can like, I guess, feel good about what I do. And I do feel good about what I do. This is kind of turning into a therapy session, you guys, and I'm sorry about that. But that's kind of, I guess, with posting on social media and running a business, kind of the internal guilt and struggle that I have. Again, not asking for sympathy and not complaining by any means. And I don't even feel like I can complain because it's like, again, I'm so fortunate to do what I do. I cannot fucking sit here and complain by any means. And I don't know, it's like this back and forth conversation that Nash and I have all the time. And he's like, you know, you work so hard, like you, you should not be ashamed or you should, you need to take a break sometimes like pull back. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, no. Um, but I would say that's the pros and cons there. Another pro would be that you are your own boss. You know, you are running the show. You don't have to answer to anybody. Um, you, you are everything like you are the final call and being your own boss and making the final call and the decisions on how you want to run things and seeing your vision come to life. And all of that stuff is so extremely fulfilling and it's not something that everybody wants to do kind of like I covered earlier with, with that, but it is so rewarding. And like, if you are the type of person to be your own boss, like it is really rewarding to, to be able to make the final call and to see it kind of come to fruition and come to life. Um, but the con of that is that, uh, you are your own boss. (laughs) So you answer to nobody and you do have the final call, which is a lot of liability. And it is a lot of risk that you're taking where it's like, sometimes you are like, where do I go from here? Like, who can I ask for? And that's why having like a mentor, manager, somebody to help you through this is so, so important. I've, I've talked about this before, but you never, and especially as a business owner and as an entrepreneur, you never, ever, ever want to be the smartest person in the room and you will not know absolutely everything. Um, talking to other business owners and like-minded people who like that type of grind and and mindset of being an entrepreneur is those are the kinds of people that you really want to surround yourself with and surround yourself by and surrounding yourself with people who want to continuously grow because odds are if you're a business owner um, and an entrepreneur, like every business owner usually doesn't own just one business. They probably own multiple businesses. It started out as one business, but it turns into something else. And that's kind of, I guess, just the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, I can't, you guys, I swear, entrepreneur, that word is like rural, rural to me. Okay. So when I say it, like, I wish there was a shortened version of an, can I call it an entre? Because it's like rural for me. When I say that R, it's really difficult, but that kind of like mindset are is is kind of the kind of people that you do want to be surrounded by continuously wanting to grow and get better and and do more and and whatever um so there's like that pro and con where it's like it could be a pro and it could be a con where it's like you are the boss you make the final decision which is like slay you are the boss babe you are the boss bitch but also like you are the boss and you make the final decision so like you make that decision a hundred percent of the responsibility and liability and risk lies on you and you're back. And if you have people that work for you and with you, like you are responsible for them, for their income, for, you know, any type of shit that hits the fan, like it all comes back on you. And that's just kind of like a risk that, um, you've got to be willing to take. And yeah, obviously financial risk is a huge thing. Um, there is a huge instability in income. You are not guaranteed fucking anything. Like you do not have a guaranteed paycheck coming in 
every two weeks, every week, every month. You don't have that. Um, you make like however much money you make is based off of how hard you are working. The more that you work, the more money that you're going to make. Um, and I feel like that's also why it's kind of hard to pull back from it because, you guys can probably understand, like, it feels good to make money. Okay. It feels good to make money, especially in this fucking economy. Hello. Yeah. It feels good to make money. Any kind of money, any kind of money is, is good. And it feels good when you make that. And it's almost like this addiction that it's like, okay, the more that I work, the more money I can make. Okay. I'm, I'm never going to stop working. I'm going to be working until the grave, you know? And that's kind of like the financial risk is huge. And like I said, at the beginning, you have to make investments, like getting, Getting a mentor, getting a manager is is absolutely huge. And I am so, so lucky, you guys, because my manager is a friend. Okay. So we, you know, when it's the kind of thing when you have a friend um who doesn't necessarily Venmo request you for absolutely every cent, it's kind of like, okay, you covered me this time. I'm gonna cover you next time, type deal. Like, oh, I paid for dinner, just cover me next time. Like, we'll get drinks this weekend, you cover me then. Okay, cool. That's the kind of relationship that I have with with my manager. And it's really great because it's not like a stereotypical manager that comes from a company. So it's, it's hard because I don't necessarily have insight on that um, quite yet. Maybe I'll bring somebody on the pod that has a different experience with um, working with a manager through like a big company or something. And when I say manager, like every manager is different. Some people have like social media managers, right? Where they reach out to companies to get PR packages and, um, do sponsored posts through that. Like, I don't do that. That's not what my manager necessarily does. He helps me with the lawyers, with the legalities, with paying fucking taxes. Hello. That's another thing we can get into in a second, but you know, you have to pay a lot. You've got, like I said, when it comes to being a business owner, you have to spend money to make money. And that was a huge learning lesson for me. You've got to invest in yourself. And it, it sometimes like when you're paying for certain things, it's like, Ooh, it's a big chunk of change, but it's like, you know what? Money in, money out, baby, money in money fucking out. You have to have that mindset. Money flows, money flows in money flows out. And once I changed my mindset from that and stopped being so stubborn with my money and being like, nope, I have to be extremely, extremely frugal and strict with my money and all of that stuff. Once I changed it to money flows, money in, money out, spend money to make money, my life significantly changed. I was like, this is like a mindset that you really have to have, especially being um, a business owner. But anyways, he helps me out with with all of that stuff, with my finances, with taxes, with, um, you know, contracts, legalities, all of that stuff, um, which is hard because he's kind of like an all in one guy. Again, he was a friend first. And I can recommend if you have a friend that is somebody who can do that for you, if you have a friend that's a CPA or a financial advisor, use them. Um, and that's you guys. It's about who you know. It's about who you know, and it's about who knows you to get connections, okay? And there is there is so many different right ways to do this. There is not one perfect way and stepping stone to running a business. Everybody's going to run and operate a business extremely diff- like differently, which is why businesses are businesses and why everybody has a different take on things because that's just how it is. That's how the world is. And that's how, you know, whatever. So anyways, um, it definitely is about finding connections. If you know, like your dad's best friend is a lawyer, have him draft up your contracts and be like, Hey, Hey dad's BFF. Um, do you know somebody who can help me out with drafting out, you know, contracts or I need a lawyer to help me out with this kind of stuff. Or do you know a really good tax guy? Like 
that is the way to do it. I will say like you can absolutely go through different forums, but it's like find the hookups, find the fucking connects you guys because shit really adds up and it's expensive and you got to invest in in that kind of stuff. But that's kind of like another thing, financial risk, right? Like it is really scary. It's a scary jump to to make. It's extremely unstable. And every single month you're going to be making a different amount. And that is really hard to kind of get used to because if you're used to a stable paycheck coming in, working stable hours, working, you know, anywhere from like 30 to 50 hours a week, depending on like what job you're working. Obviously, I know people work more um, if they're working different jobs, but yeah, like used to those work hours, but now your work hours aren't necessarily stable. The paycheck isn't stable. It becomes very unstable, which is really, really scary. Um, so those are some pros and cons. You know, you know, you know me, guys. Like I'm rolling off the top of my head here um, that I can think of right now. But a lot of you guys ask, like, how do you get clients? And it is through social media, you guys. Um, it absolutely is. Even asking your family, asking family friends. Um, and you do not like do not get discouraged. Like you do not have to have a big following to run a successful business. And it's about the quality of the content that you post. And hopefully, like I can at least encourage you to really just take the leap of faith. If you are in a place to like, I'm not saying like, you know, be irresponsible, but like, if you've been wanting to do this, like take the fucking leap of faith, you guys, and invest in a mentor or invest in, um, like a coach of some sort to help guide you to where you want to be in this process. And as a personal trainer, you guys, I will say like every great coach has a coach. So if you are interested in personal training, but you have never had a personal trainer yourself, it's all about investing in your business and you have to invest in yourself. And I highly recommend that your first step is investing in a coach. And that's how you learn, right? Like you don't copy every single thing they do and how they coach, but you take inspiration and you're like, this is a learning lesson. Okay. So this is how they coached me. This was the way that they ran their business. I loved ABC of how they ran this, but I absolutely despised XYZ. So this is like what I'm learning from this. This is what I know. These are things that I want to implement into my business. And these are things that I do not want to implement um, by any means and kind of stray away from and like invest in coaches, invest in somebody to guide you. And that's my biggest piece of advice. Like if you've never had a personal trainer, online coach of some sort, a hundred percent invest in that, um, have them coach you. Or maybe if they're doing like a mentorship program, I know that there's a lot of great, um, businesses out there and girlies who now offer mentorship programs as opposed to one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like you are a client and they're a coach, um, for like you know, working out and nutrition, tracking all of that stuff. Um, they're more of like a mentorship type person. So they will help you run your business and like how to get kickstarted with all of that stuff. So there definitely is people out there who also do that. I think investing in that is wonderful. Um, and I don't know, you guys, that's kind of like, my two cents on things. Um, at the end of the day, this is absolutely like a dream come true to be able to mix your passion with your career. Although it can get, it can get a little bit, um, overwhelming at times. And sometimes you can lose the, the, the passion flair that you have because it becomes, because it becomes something that you have to do instead of something that you want to do. And it's like something where it's like, I am making money from this. So it's like, it's a different, um, 
perspective that you have on your passion, but there's, I think, waves that you go through as being a business owner. If you are mixing your passion with your career and running your own business, there is definitely highs and lows of like, oh my God, like mixing my passion with my career. Everything is like working out really well and I'm loving it and I'm finding a lot of joy in it. And then I think you'll definitely go through phases where it becomes, it you start to lose the passion a little bit and you kind of have to shift with your business. Learning how to shift in life and also shift in your business is really, really huge. And understanding that the way that you start to run your business is probably not going to be the way that you end your end running your business. Like your business is always going to be evolving because you are always evolving as a human being and a person and you are always growing and learning and everything that you learn, you're going to be implementing and changing in your business. Like the way that I ran my coaching program when I started is so, so fucking different from the way that I run it now. And that's the beauty of it. Like you are free to change that and you are free to continue to evolve your business. Like your business is basically like your baby and it continues to grow um, as you get older and as you learn. Um, so does the business. And that's kind of like the perspective. So don't be super strict on following one way of running a business. Definitely um, have an open mind, be willing to be humble and be willing to really take advice. Like you really, when you run a business, my God, you have to set your ego aside big time. You have to set your ego aside. You've got to humble yourself and people will humble you too, especially people who know more and, um, are successful business owners. Like you sometimes have to sit down and shut the fuck up and you have to listen to them. Even if you don't agree with everything they say, like they clearly know to an extent what they're talking about if they're running like a multi-million dollar business. Right. And that's kind of like how as a business owner that you have to be, and you have to be willing to take advice from other people and try new things out. And you've got to try and fail. You will fail a million times with running a business. Even if you feel like you know everything, you do not. You're going to fail a lot, but it's about how you uh, grow after you fail. It's not about failing and sitting there and being like, oh my God, everything is horrible. I failed. This is not going to work out. It's about turning and like, that's what you have to do as a business owner is, is really, really kind of sit down with yourself and you got to be real and be like, okay, this is not fucking working out. This is not working for me. Or I tried this and what an epic fail that was what went right and what went wrong. Okay, cool. We're going to pivot here and we're going to completely change things around. You don't really have time to sit there and be sad about the failure. You have to be like, okay, cool. You know what? Didn't work out. Major slay, huge failure slay. Love that for me. We're going to continue to grow from this experience and to learn and to pivot and to continue to do your thing. And that's kind of like my biggest piece of advice, you know, be open-minded, um, learn how to take, um, helpful criticism and comments and, and take it not in a negative way. Um, uh, obviously there's some people who definitely, uh, are out of line with maybe the advice that they give you and you don't have to take everything that people say, but at least, you know, have an open mind and have an open heart about this experience. Um, but it's absolutely a dream come true. And I wouldn't trade this for the world. I would not trade this for the world. And obviously, you guys have to understand that from the bottom of my fucking heart, you guys are the reason that I'm able to do what I do today. And I'm so, 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 so grateful for every single one of you. Um, had it not been for my TikTok and honestly, me sharing my birth control story two years ago, almost two years ago, you guys, in October, um, I shared my my birth control story and that changed the trajectory of my life and it changed the trajectory of my business and my platforms. And that truly like 
changed everything for me. Um, and I'm, and that's because of you guys. And I'm forever grateful for the community that, that we've built here in this corner of the internet that we have. And I would not be able to do what I love without you guys. And I think about that every single day. Um, it weighs heavy on my heart and my mind all the time, how grateful I am for, for all of you and how this wouldn't be possible without you. And that's something that you guys are going to be able to do if you really want to make the leap and take that jump. Um, you know, you're going to find a corner of the internet that supports you, that loves you, that believes in you, that's willing to invest in you and your business. And you're going to find that yourself. And it's, it's the most incredible feeling if, if you haven't already found it. And it is really, really the best feeling. And also just to kind of, I know this is kind of like a long episode. I don't know if this has been helpful. I really, I really hope it's been helpful. I don't know if it has, but, um, cause again, like, should you be listening to a 24 year old young ass business owner? I'm not really sure. I'm sure that there's other financial and business owner podcasts out there that probably have more (laughs) helpful, um, information, but you guys know that like, I always keep it real and I try to give you my perspective of things and kind of just what I know. And the cool thing is, is that yeah, in a year down the line, I'm probably going to have another episode that's titled the same exact thing on my podcast. And I'm going to be giving you different advice and more advice and, you know, advice on how to capitalize on what we talked about today, right? It's going to be different because again, we're always growing and evolving. But, um, when it comes to being a successful business owner, having multiple streams of income is, very, very important. And luckily with social media, that's something that you can achieve. Um, and it's a blessing to have. It's it's a fortune to have multiple sources of income. It's not something that comes very easy. Um, but with social media, you're able to work with brands and brands are willing to invest in you. And if you get to a point in your career where brands will pay you um, not just commission, but they'll pay you salary. So you'll get X amount per month on top of commission, on top of possible free product, or maybe, you know, they give you a discount, a major discount on the product or whatever. Um, and you can start working with brands and companies that you truly, truly believe in and that you truly align with. And I will say, don't get greedy with that shit. You guys, like, I feel like with a lot of influencers and stuff, like, it, a lot of them get quite greedy, especially at least in the fitness industry with working with brands and stuff. But from my perspective, like I have not worked with very many brands and this is not by any means to come across as conceited. This is just factual. Um, I get a lot of companies and brands from all different, all different like areas, um, big, small, whatever that reach out to me every single day. And I do not work with brands that I don't use myself and I don't personally believe in, um, that I don't personally love and agree with the way that they run their business, how they treat their athletes, um, and what they believe in and how they go about posting on social media and how they go about representing their brand. Cause if I'm a representation of a brand, they're a representation of me and what I believe in. And yeah, I don't work with very many companies. I think being extremely picky and taking your time and not getting too greedy with them being like, I need to be paid all of this amount in order, you know, whatever. Cause there are certain quotas that you do have to meet for certain companies that you do work with, but that's also another pro with social media is that you do get to 
have the potential to work with companies and make money from it aside from the business that you are running. And that is an absolute fucking blessing. Like it is an absolute blessing. Not everybody gets to do that, but that's the opportunities that come with social media. And if you have an opportunity to work with a brand and maybe they're not willing to pay you quite yet, but they're like, oh, we'll give you, you know, 10% commission. Absolutely fucking take it. You guys obviously like take your time thinking about what brands you want to work with, but take that leap. Like if they're willing to invest in you, invest in them, take that leap and and think about long-term partnerships, you guys. Like companies that I've been working with, I am celebrating with Gia Athletica almost three years. No, two years. What year is it? It's either two or three years in January. I think it's actually gonna be three years, you guys. Three years in January, I'm gonna be celebrating with with G Athletica. It's a small business, it's a small brand. Um, but I absolutely love the owner who I'm very close with. I love every single athlete that works for them. I love what they believe in, being your best self. I I love everything. Um, is it a major, major, major brand? No. <laughs> Have I had major brands reach out to me? Sure, maybe, you know, but like I go with companies that I believe in, that I love and you know me and my small business years. I love to support, you know, small businesses. And they saw me and believed in me when I only had mm, 2000 followers on Instagram. And they reached out to me and I literally was like, this is absolutely everything. I thought that it was, it was the greatest day of my life. I remember crying when all the athletes started to follow me because I was like, oh my God, like this is like huge. This is huge. Like what a blessing. And having them willing to invest in me, I'm going to continue to invest in them, right? Like don't get greedy with it and, and, and everything like that. Um, hopefully that didn't come across as conceited, but you guys know I'm always keeping it real over here. I know that this podcast episode was extremely long, but maybe hopefully you guys learned something today. Um, and maybe you are encouraged to take the leap of faith and to invest in yourself and, continue to believe in yourself and know that you will fail and that if you are not making a profit right away, um, that's relatively normal. It is really, really relatively normal. And continue to invest in yourself, to post on social media, to market yourself and to learn how to pivot. And also you guys, when it comes to running your own business, and posting on social media, I'll I'll kind of finish it up here. I know I've been saying that for the last 10 minutes, but um, you're going to want to surround yourself with people who actually believe in you and who believe that you can do this. And you want to surround yourself with people who are willing to grow with you and support your brand and support your company. And, and if they're out in, in public with people and they're talking about like personal training or whatever, the best, your best friend is going to be like a true best friend or somebody who truly supports you in your business. It's going to be like, Oh my God, my best friend actually just started her own business. You should totally check her out. Here's her profile. Like she's amazing. You should totally work with her. She's accepting clients. Like those are the kind of people that you want alongside you when you are running a business, because it can get really, it can get lonely at times and it can get really like, I don't know. It can get really not sad, um, but it can get unmotivating or you want that motivation. You want that fire. You want those people to encourage you because you are going to be your biggest critic and you don't want people to, you don't want people in your life that aren't going to support you with that. And I'll tell you right now, when you run a business, uh, it's going to open up like quite a lot of, um, eyes and, and perspectives on people. Like it's really going to change some relationships because a lot of people are going to be jealous. A lot of people are going to not believe in you. A lot of people are going to think it's silly. 
A lot of people are going to be talking shit behind your back because they really uh, don't have the balls to run their own fucking business and take the leap of, leap of faith, the leap of faith, the leap of faith, and to post on social media because it is very exposing and it is like you're you're talking like it is it's embarrassing sometimes to post on social media like when you look at it and you're like oh my god this is kind of embarrassing that I'm doing this. People are going to like try to shit on you and make fun of you. And those are the people that you don't want in your life. And honestly, it's going to be a blessing at the end of the day because it's like, I don't even want you in my life anyways. Like if you're not going to support me and my dreams and my aspirations and running a business and encourage me and like advertise me and, and that, then I don't want you in my life because all of the people that I have personally in my life who encourage me and support me are also a representation of my brand. And if they are not hyping me up as much as I'm hyping them up or whatever and my fellow business owners, like my friends who are business owners, I'm hyping them up as much as they are for me. And those are the kinds of people that you want in your life. And it will open up your eyes to a lot of people who you thought were close and who thought really like loved you and supported you because, um, it'll wean those people out real quick. But anyways, I'm, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to cut it off here. I really, really hope that this was helpful. Um, and again, I'm so fortunate and I'm so lucky to do what I do. Um, and I just love you guys so much. Again, none of this would be possible without you guys. I hope this is that this um, episode was helpful for you. Maybe you get some inspiration and encouragement to just go fucking do it, girl. Like we talked about it with feeling lost in the motherfucking sauce. Like life is too short and you are only going to be this young once. Why not? Why not run your own business? Better to try and fail and to learn than to never, never try it all and to regret it, right? So find the right people, find the right connections, surround yourself with good people who are going to encourage you, know that you're going to have to invest, change your mindset on the way that you view money, money in, money out, money flows, baby, you got to spend money to make money. And that's where I'm going to end it. But I love, love you guys. I know this was a hefty episode, my Lord. Um, but if you guys have any questions, you guys know, my DMS are always open. I try to get back to as many of you as possible. Do not give up on yourself because you have to be your biggest cheerleader. Um, at the end of the day, when you lay your head on the pillow, you are your biggest cheerleader and you have to be the one to continue to pick yourself up every single day, despite the differences that you get in your business and to continue to move on and to push forward. And I believe in you. I believe that you can do this. I know that you can do this. And I absolutely encourage you to go out today and find... <laughs> Find what you want to do for your business, whatever it is, and start to figure out how you want to invest in yourself and to really fucking get things going because I know that you can do it. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up here. I love you guys so much. Um, stay tuned for a bestie tales episode this week. You guys, it's juicy. My God, are you guys airing it out? I'm so, so excited for you guys to listen to that one. Um, but I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today um, and taking the time to listen to my podcast episode and to support me. I fucking love you guys. All right. I'll talk to you soon. I love you.